0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Yes, that's right. Anti. I'm against it. Hey, welcome to our show today. Our show is for you, those of you who work so freaking hard for your money, and you're ready for your money, start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, if you're lucky and the market smiles on you the correct way. You want it right now so you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But it's not just about getting rich, it's about living a rich life because as you are blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those in your community, your family, and across the world. That is the ripple effect that Money Ripples is here to create for you today. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing these episodes. And yes, we're over 700 freaking episodes already. So thank you for tuning in, binging and allowing this to create a bigger ripple effect, not just through your own life by applying it, but in the lives of those you've been sharing this with. So thank you so much. Hey, guys, I would like to remind you, if you haven't done so already, go to moneyripples.com. You can take the passive income calculator right now to find out how much passive income you could actually create in the next 12 months. Some of it might be a few thousand. For some of you, it could be a few hundred thousand. And if it's that much, we better be talking for sure, because there's things we could probably be doing to help you out. But guys, definitely check that out and check out any of the other information, including our blogs and podcasts on there. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only a $1000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly. And you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you wanna learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, so today I wanna talk about a question that actually was brought up on YouTube. For those of you watching YouTube right now, this is brought up on a video we did earlier on our long form. This is on the Money Ripples channel specifically, where I was talking about the life insurance death benefit, right? There's a lot of debate about the death benefit and the cash value. And do you really get it at death and all that kind of stuff? And a great question came across from one of our listeners or watchers, viewers, what do you call viewers? You're a viewer, not a watcher. That sounds creepy, doesn't it? And so you're a viewer, but one of our viewers, they said, Hey, I would love to hear something about how life insurance companies are able to pay dividends, especially with all the bank failures going on right now, with all this uncertainty. How do we know that insurance companies can keep paying their dividends? How are they making their money? What allows them to keep paying? And I thought, you know what? Even though I've addressed it in different topics and here and there, I've never really addressed that, at least I don't think I have, in an episode. So I figure I'd do that here. Probably won't be a super long episode. This probably be one of our shorter ones. But I really want to get into that and like dig into how do life insurance companies actually make their money, besides just the fact that you pay them premiums. But really, how do they make money? But more specifically, how are they able to pay you dividends? How are you actually able to earn money by having the life insurance policies? Now, as you probably are aware if you have term life insurance, this is normal death insurance, just like your car insurance. You only use it if something happens, right? Well, life insurance, if it's term life insurance, you can only use it if you die, which means you don't use it at all. Somebody else uses it. There's somebody that's left behind to pick up the pieces, clean up the mess. And hopefully, I mean, I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but really somebody who's used financially probably has some responsibility for your stuff after you're gone. This could be used to pay for funeral costs, health insurance bills—not health insurance bills, but just health bills in general. It could also be paying for you know debts and things like that, or even just providing safety and security for your family. That's just term life insurance. It's a death benefit. It's really just death insurance. But with life insurance, we talk about, especially when we're talking about dividends, we're specifically talking about whole life insurance. We're not referring to universal life because, especially with index universal life, which is more popular right now, that's tied to a stock market. It's based on the returns, and it could be more or less depending on what's happening. Not usually the thing I recommend, especially if you want some real security and stability in your inner finances, and especially if you wanna use infinite banking, especially the max ROI infinite banking to get that double dip effect, you can't really do that with the index universal life and those kind of things. So those are great, I mean, that's it's got its place, but that's not what we're referring to here because dividends really don't apply to that situation. The dividends only apply to what's referred to as whole life insurance whole life insurance is really what it says. It's permanent insurance that lasts your whole life. You pay one premium, it's more expensive than term insurance, but it stays the same for your entire life. It's very similar to buying a house, right? If you buy a house with a mortgage on it and you get a 30-year fixed mortgage, that payment's fixed. But if you were to rent, you know what's going to happen. You rent and each and every year, every time you renew that lease, the rent's going up, isn't it? And so it might be cheaper now, but you know, you're going to pay more over the long haul, which is why Many of us try to go to home ownership eventually because we don't want to have to pay more. We want to pay less, especially with inflation. That's what whole life insurance does, has that flat premium for their whole life. Now, the way that we do it is very different. That's what traditional whole life is. It's not cash rich in the beginning. You have all your expenses front loaded in the beginning, those early years. And then you build up more and more of that cash value, that tax-free savings account as time goes on. So you have a cash value account with savings that you can pull money out of. And then you get your death benefit, right? Those are two separate things. Well, dividends are paid for whole life. When the company makes money, they pay you those dividends. Now it's different with different companies. So let me talk about that specifically, because we want to talk about specifically mutual companies, things like Mass Mutual, right? Even Guardian, even Northwestern Mutual is a mutual company. New York Life is a mutual company. Penn Mutual is a mutual company, right? These are mutual companies. They're called mutual companies, they're very much like credit unions versus banks. You know, Banks, they'll tout that they can be big, but they'll have shareholders, people that have stock shares that when they earn profits, it pays to the shareholders, not to the depositors, not to you that puts your money in a savings account. But a credit union, the thing that they try to brag about is that you're a member, right? You're not just a bank account owner, you're a member of that credit union. And as a result, when they make money, they try to pay that more into the interest rate. So they'll brag that they can pay a little bit more on your savings account than the normal bank will. That's what a credit union does. They try to pay back to the members. That is exactly what a mutual company is like with life insurance. When they're stock companies, like your MetLife, for example, MetLife is a stock company. They make their dividends, they make their earnings, and those profits get paid to the stock shareholders, not to the people that have whole life policies with MetLife. I'm just using that as an example. There's Plenty of other companies out there, but you see those companies traded on the stock market or if they're considered a stock company, they're gonna pay their returns to the shareholders, not so much to you as the whole life insurance account owner, so to speak, right? For the policy owner. But if you have a mutual company, those profits get paid back to you. So here are the three ways that you get paid from a whole life insurance company when it's a mutual life insurance company. One, they already factor in a return of premium. This is true with stock companies as well. They always factor in that there's a return of premium. Why they essentially kind of make you overpay a little bit just in case there's chaotic things in the world they try to go a little bit overboard but then if things are normal that year they pay back those premiums to you. That return of premium like a rebate is also one of the ways that we've been able to have this tax free for over a hundred years. Thank you very much, Uncle Sam. This is the one time the IRS and the politicians like to agree is that they do love keeping life insurance untaxed, you know tax free just like a Roth but without all the stupid rules tied to it. So they keep it tax free. That is because part of it is a rebate. You don't get taxed on rebates, right? You don't get taxed on that kind of money. Now the other ways, there's two other ways you get paid. The other way is their portfolio performance. Stock companies also do this too. So when they make money off of their investments, they're putting their money into, and this can be investments like usually bonds and treasuries. They're typical. They might invest a little bit of alternative assets, even sometimes real estate. Sometimes even investing companies, that's possible too. But they try to have this portfolio that they make returns off of that helps contribute to that dividend. The better it does, the more they can pay on the dividend side. The worse it does, the less they pay. Again, this is why they go for very conservative type of things. They don't like to take high risk with this money. And unlike banks, they can't over-leverage themselves. So the nice thing is they're not going to be loaning out so much of this money to other people. They can't. They can only invest if they have. Unlike banks who are legally allowed to loan out more than what they possess in actual assets, Insurance companies cannot do that. They can only use what they have, just like you. If you just have cash, you invest it and that's it. Same thing for insurance companies. So they don't take those real unnecessary risks that many banks have done that have caused some failures. You know, just like First Republic Bank, Signature Bank, all these Silicon Valley Bank, you know, these kind of banks who took high risks by essentially loaning out more and then not being liquid. They not have enough cash reserves. Insurance companies don't have that problem. And as a little side note here, they also have what's called reinsurance companies that back them up. So if they ever do happen to become insolvent, something goes wrong, those reinsurance companies will step in to ensure that your cash value and your death benefit are protected. So it's very, very rare. In fact, I would even argue to say, I know people would disagree with me on this sometimes, but you can really argue that to say this is better than the FDIC, who has less than 2% of reserves for all the banks out there. So if 10% of banks fail, if they're pretty big banks, What's FDIC going to do? They got to rob Peter to pay Paul probably. And you might be not getting your money for a matter of months. Why waiting for all the red tape and the government crap to go through? That's not the case when you have insurance companies who really go out of business anyways. And even if they do, they got another insurance company to back them up. So there's that extra backing that you just don't get with banks. So I mentioned one, they return your premium. There's always a little bit budgeted for that. Two, they're investing with a portfolio. And then three... The last one is if it's a mutual company only, you also get company profits from the money that they're earning off the policies that they're writing. So if that company's strong and solid, they're doing new business all the time, not too much new business because too much new business for most comp- insurance companies actually go in the hole. I don't know if you knew this, whether you do term insurance or whole life, they actually lose money for the first few years because they actually pay for everything, including like paramed exams if you have to go through that. And they're paying out commissions to the agents. And so really they make virtually nothing for the first year or two. So they're putting really betting that this is going to be long-term, but as they do have those uh, profits coming in, I like to joke that everybody that buys a term insurance policy, which term insurance policies are notorious for only paying out less than 1% of the time. Not because they don't pay out, but it's because people will cancel them before they die. And insurance companies taught you to do this. I don't know if you knew this, but, Insurance companies taught you to cancel your term insurance. You ever heard you buy term life insurance and then when you get older, you self-insure, right? You cancel that term insurance because it's going to get expensive anyways if you buy term down the road, but instead you're going to cancel it. And then all your assets are your insurance now because you have enough assets. You don't need insurance anymore. The very people that taught you that weren't just financial advisors or insurance agents. They were the insurance companies teaching the insurance agents to then teach it to you. Why? Think about it, guys why would an insurance company want you to cancel your life insurance before you hit the average age of death? Because you won't die. They won't have to pay out, right? So they're the very ones that have taught you to buy term, invest the difference, and then cancel it when you're in your 60s. Well, okay, I can't say nobody dies in their 60s, but the odds of you living past your 60s are very high. This is why less than 1% of all term insurance policies pay out. Not to mention, you might end up canceling it anyways or changing different companies down the road or whatever it That's all pure profits from the insurance companies. And where do those profits go? If it's a mutual company, it pays to you if you have a whole life insurance policy. It pays to you as a policy owner. So those are the three ways you get paid. There's the rebate, the return of premium that they already factor in, they budget that in. That's usually what the guarantee is, by the way, when you hear like a two or 3% or 4% guarantee, that's where that comes from. Then you have the actual dividend from the portfolio of other investments that they're doing, usually very conservative. And then the third one is, They are, of course, making money as they have more business coming in. So the more profitable they are as a business, the more you get paid. This is why I tend to be very skeptical of companies that try to offer really high contracts. I'm very skeptical of companies also like try to pay for really amazing vacations and they really go all out because if they do that, it means those profits are getting paid back to them. And hey, I'm not opposed to that. I get benefits from insurance companies too. But what I do love is if they can keep their numbers pretty lean, they keep their profits pretty lean. It allows them to pay more back to you. It allows me as that agent, as well as our team, it allows us to be able to manipulate those numbers and make it cheaper so that you get paid more. That's why when people ask, well, hey, do you do Northwestern? No, we actually don't like Northwestern. But Northwestern is like one of the largest. It's the second largest company in the really out there. It's top rated. It's got a hundred rating. Why would you use them? The reason why they have such a rating and they have so much financial strength is because they overcharge you to death on your insurance premiums. That's why. They cost too much. So they kill you in costs and they make lots of profit and that makes them look good to Wall Street. And that's why Wall Street will look at them and as well as all the other ratings agencies like the S&P and the Moody's, they'll look at them and say, they look wonderful. Look at all the cash they have. Yeah, because they're taking it from you. Okay. I'm not opposed to insurance companies making profits. They still need to have a good, healthy profit, but there's a reason why those largest insurance companies have high ratings. So three ways that your dividends are paid to you through a mutual life insurance company return of premium dividend increase from the portfolio it's investing in and from of course the profits the company makes with their business that they're doing those are the three ways that's it and the best way to figure it out of what's the best for you you want you do want a strong company but you also want one that has good cost structure so that it takes less money out of your pocket and I'm telling you this is the key secret right here the dividends for the most part, you hear different terms thrown out there like direct recognition versus non-direct recognition, things like that. I'm going to share a secret with you that I've learned over 20 years of being in this business. It's a smoke screen, guys. It's all just marketing crap that the insurance companies are trying to throw at you to make it seem like they're unique in some way. Direct recognition versus non-direct recognition. If you don't know what it is, doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. Okay. It really is a smoke screen. I've seen Direct recognition companies that are supposed to be paying you less, you would think, when you're borrowing from it, find out they actually will pay more than the non-direct recognition companies. Why? Because they got to make money somehow. They got to still stay profitable. So that stuff is all smoke screen. It's all stuff that they try to use in their marketing. But it comes down to the end of the day is which one allows us the most flexibility to cut back on costs? Because even if you save 10% on cost compared to company B, right? Thing is, company B is not gonna pay an extra 10% dividend to make up for that. Because right now the dividends are right right between about five and six percent currently. And that's in the low interest rate environment that we've had the last few years. There's always a lag effect. So as interest rates have been rising, guess what's gonna start happening in 2024, 2025? You're gonna start seeing dividend rates increase too. As long as there's not some big world type of collapse here. For the most part, you're gonna see as interest rates rise, this is a good thing for a policy owner. And I'm guaranteeing that rates will rise. And I don't think they'll come crashing down like people have been predicting. What does that do? That means you get paid more on your whole life insurance policies. You get paid higher tax-free dividends. While when that kind of environment happens, stocks usually tank. They usually get beat up because again, higher interest rates means less profits in companies and those companies, therefore the stock prices go down. And so does your retirement account and your freedom. Where in a low interest rate environment, 5 to 6% has been a bad return, a bad dividend. Well, guess what? That's in my opinion, especially when it's tax-free, not so shabby. In fact, I wouldn't mind that the stock market would pay that pretty consistently without all the ups and the downs and the bipolar nature of the market. So even from that standpoint, it's great. But as I've mentioned before, the real power, it's not just the fact that it's providing a nice dividend. It's a great place to store your money, great place to store your cash savings, especially if you want it for emergency funds. It's going to sit around there, at least fight inflation with that. And What I love is I can also invest with it and get that double dip. I can make my money in two places at the same time, allowing my investments to increase the rates of return that they would have paid me normally. But now I make more money on those investments. Not to mention, if I'm a business owner, I can use it for business. I can write off the interest that I'm using when I borrow from it and things like that and still make money too. There are so many ways to use this that makes it a great tool. But at the end of the day, guys, for me, it's having that stability. Well, if I'm investing in real estate, if I'm investing in my business, wherever it might be, Having that stable cash that I know is there and accessible, that I don't have to worry about bank or insurance company failures, that to me is huge because that protects an abundance peace of mind. And when you have an abundant state of mind and you're relaxed, you can make better decisions with your money, allowing you to make more money while the rest of the people freak out and lose money. Do you want to be caught with the masses freaking out or do you want to be abundant and free and happy? I choose the latter. So anyways, guys, if you have a question on this, I know this is, some of you, this is in the weeds, but hopefully this was valuable to you. If you have questions, you can always reach out to us, moneyripples.com, message us, contact us, and we can answer your questions for you. Guys, make it a wonderful prosperous week. See you later. Thank you. Yes. Hey! Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks,